Welcome back to the Hemingway List. Edgar Allan Poe is our poet. Um, I yeah. To be honest, the poems didn't really strike me as being particularly good. I think he's probably more of a prose man. Uh, his stories and his uh, little short stories and stuff like that. Uh, but didn't he have like he had that poem, "The Raven," right? And um, that's a great poem. And I wonder why that wasn't included. I mean, I think we've actually read The Raven before on the Hemingway list as a little filler or something like that. Anyway, that's a great poem. It could be that I was just too tired to appreciate these poems or something like that, but they didn't really do much for me. Um, Let's see what Swim has to say. Um, I like Poe's short stories. The Cask of Amontillado, The Pit and the Pendulum and the Telltale Heart. Here is Vincent Price emoting all three, along with the Sphinx in the 1970 film, An Evening with Edgar Allan Poe. Runtime, 60 minutes. There you go. You can watch someone read those poems in an emotive way. Um, Yeah, those short stories are good. I think I've read all three. I know I've definitely read Telltale Heart. Cask of Amontillado and The Pit and the Pendulum. It sounds familiar. I'm prob- I think I've read it. Um, yeah, pretty good. They're not, you know, they're not in my favourite short stories, but they are very good. Um, Swim says, the mumma fishy also says, the internet tells us Poe is best remembered for his tales of terror and haunting poems, but he's also credited as one of the earliest writer of sh- writers of short stories. He coined the term, the inventor of the modern detective story and an innovator in the genre of science fiction. Well, there you go. And I do think, feel like um, that he, he really did invent a style as well, that sort of uh, twisted tale kind of creepy, you know, Tim Burton-esque. I don't know what you really call it. Um but yeah, that is very synonymous with him. So, uh, his eighteen forty-eight prose poem "Eureka" predicts the Big Bang theory by some eighty years. Wow, Poe considered this work his masterpiece. Well, that's amazing. I want to read that one. Uh, and the American NFL football team, the Baltimore Ravens, are named in honor of Edgar Allan Poe's classic poem, "The Raven." Poe's cause of death is unknown, but there are at least nine theories: a beating, a cooping i.e. an unsuspecting victim would be kidnapped, disguised, and forced to vote for a specific candidate multiple times under multiple disguised identities. Well, that's his cause of death. Wow. Uh, Alcohol, carbon monoxide poisoning, heavy metal poisoning, rabies, brain tumour, flu, and, of course, good old-fashioned murder. Very fitting that we don't know how he died and there's all these fun theories. Fun, I use the word with the sense that Poe himself would approve of that word, (laughs) Um, where few others would. Anyway, I I like Edgar Allan Poe. I I really appreciate the styles he created. Um, But yeah, the, the poems selected for this really 
I feel like if I didn't know they were by Poe, I wouldn't have even really picked it. Um, so a little bit disappointing with the, maybe we'll just say with the selection that was given. Um, our next poet is none other than Edward Fitzgerald. Um, 1809 to 1883, and the first poem is called Old Song. It is a dull sight to see the year dying, when winter winds set the yellow woods sighing, sighing, oh sighing. When such a time cometh, I do retire into an old room beside a bright fire, a pile, a bright fire. And there I sit reading old things of knights and lawn damsels, while the wind sings, O oh dreary sings. I never look out, nor attend to the blast, nor all to be seen is the leaves falling fast, falling, falling. But close at the hearth, like a cricket sit I, reading of summer and chivalry, chival- gallant chivalry. Then with an old friend I talk of our youth, how it was gladsome, but often foolish forsooth, but gladsome, gladsome. Or, to get merry, we sing some old rhyme that made the wood ring again in summertime, sweet summertime. Then we go smoking, silent and snug, naught passes between us save a brown jug sometimes, and sometimes a tear will rise in each eye, seeing the two old friends so merrily, merrily. And ere to bed go we, go we, down on the ashes we kneel on the knee, Praying together, thus then live I till amid all the gloom by heaven the bold sun is with me in the room shining, shining. Then the clouds part, swallows soaring between, the spring is alive and the meadows are green. I jump up like mad, break the old pipe in twain, and away to the meadows, the meadows again. From Omar Kayam, number one, a book of verses underneath the bow. A jug of wine, a loaf of bread, and though beside me singing in the wilderness, O wilderness, were paradise and now. Some for the glories of this world, and some sigh for the prophet's paradise to come. Ah, take the cash and let the credit go, nor heed the rumble of the distant drum. Look to the blowing rose about us, low, laughing, she says, into the world I blow, at once the silken tassel of my purse, tear, Tear and its treasure on the garden throw, and those who husbanded the golden grain, and those who flung it to the winds like rain, alike to know such orate earth are turned as buried once men want dug up again. Number two. Think in this battered caravanserai, whose portals are alternate night and day. How Sultan after Sultan with his pomp abode his destined hour and went his way. They say the lion and the lizard keep the courts where Jamshid gloried and drank deep, and Bahram, the great hunter, the wild ass, stamps over his head but cannot break his sleep. I sometimes think that never blows so red the rose as where some buried Caesar bled, that every hyacinth the garden wears dropped in her lap from some once lovely head. 
and this reviving herb whose tender green fledges the river lip on which we lean, ah, lean upon it lightly, for who knows from what once level, lovely lip it springs unseen. Ah, my beloved, fill the cup that clears today of past regrets and future fears. Tomorrow, why, tomorrow I may be myself with yesterday's seven thousand years. For some we loved the loveliest and the best part, that from his vintage rolling time hath pressed, have drunk their cup a round or two before, and only one by crept silently to rest. And we that now make merry in the room they left, and summer dresses in new bloom, ourselves must we beneath the couch of earth, to send ourselves to make a couch for whom? Ah, make the most of what we yet may spend, before we too into the dust descend, dust unto dust and under dust to lie, sans wine, sans song, sans singer, and sans end. Number three. Ah, with the grape my fading life provide, and wash my body whence the life has died, and lay me shrouded in the living leaf by some not unfrequented garden side, yon rising moon that looks for us again, how oft hereafter will she wax and wane, how oft hereafter rising look for us, through this same garden, and for one in vain. And when, like her, O Saki, you shall pass, amongst the guests star scattered on the grass, and in your joyous errands reach the spot, where I made one turn down an empty glass. Alright, that's it for tonight. Tomorrow, this poet is Alfred Tennyson, Lord Tennyson, and, oh, excuse me, um, there's quite a lot by old Tennyson. I think there was, yeah, let me have a little look here. It's about 25 pages or so, 28 pages. So um, Tennyson was apparently quite prolific, which is great. But I don't know if we'll get through 28 pages tomorrow. Let's just kind of see how we go. Anywho, I'll see you then. Thanks for listening.